Welcome to Surrogacy Talk with me, your fabulous host and family building expert, Frank Golden. I'll be talking about surrogacy, IVF, and making babies. Welcome back, everyone. This is Frank Golden, and we are joined today um, by obviously the amazing Erica Daybook here in our studio. Hi, everyone. And we have um, a guest, Adam Golden, the co-founder of Golden Surrogacy. Hi, Adam. Hi, Frank. Who's also my husband um, and the father of our lovely two children. So um, I'm really excited to have you here today. We are speaking um, about an experience we just had last weekend um, called Camp Out. And that was hosted by Lake of the Woods and Greenwoods Camp in Decatur, Michigan. Um, Adam, if you just kind of want to explain what Lake of the Woods and Greenwoods Camp is um, to our listeners, and then we can kind of dive into what Camp Out was. Lake of the Woods and Greenwoods Camp is a overnight camp for, for kids uh, 6 to 15, and they offer two-week programs, four-week programs, and eight-week programs. In addition to that, they offer a family camp, and then they also offer a second family camp for LGBT crowd. Uh, and that's what we went to, and it's called Camp Out. Camp Out, absolutely. And you attended Lake of the Woods and Greenwoods Camp as as a adolescent, I guess you could say. Starting teen. when I was seven years old, I went there for eight years. Most years I went there for four weeks. One year I went there for eight weeks, and it was just a really great experience uh, hanging out with other kids of my same age. Going to camp provides a lot of uh, growth for a kid, um, and it was just a really great experience. And Adam found out last year, actually, that the camp was putting together this program called Camp Out, which is kind of a spinoff of their family camp they do, but this one just focuses on LGBT families. Um, And so really amazing opportunity. We found out about it last year, but Silas was born last July, and it was in August last year as well. And so I think I was apprehensive about going to this outdoor camping experience with the newborn. Um, really glad we went this year. So it was last weekend, and it was from Saturday through Monday, so two and a half days. And it um, we were in a cabin. Every family had their own cabin, right? I think there were maybe one or two that that were returning who brought their friends and maybe they, they shared a cabin. Yeah. So you, uh, you can have your own cabin or you can share a cabin with other families if you wanted to, if you have uh, some friends you want to go with. So first, let me just say it was amazing being there with Adam because he's alumni of the grounds and we're talking 80 acres of trees and just gorgeousness. They have a pool, they have a lake with the trampolines out on the water. You could go um, boating, you could go tubing, kayaking, um, windsurfing. I mean, they had everything. Um, I know a lot of the relay activities and things that were set up throughout the camp uh, grounds. Uh, Adam would say, "Well, these aren't. This isn't the same as what it was." Or they moved riflery, or you know, they changed some things about the campsite, which was really cool to have Adam there. And the historical value of him being there can't be <laughs> overstated. So, um, in terms of where that's concerned, I think it was a really great experience. Knowing Adam, he's. Um got a great memory and very intelligent and very orderly. So I guarantee he remembered literally when Frank says he remembered the entire campgrounds, he probably remembered the entire campgrounds. And it's probably really awesome to have someone oh, oh my goodness, walk you yeah. around and show you where the trampolines are. Yeah, it was fun just exploring and seeing the, figuring out the new stuff that was new to me that wasn't there when I was there as well. Right. Just sort right. of investigating. Oh yeah, that's different. That's cool. 
and there's this new thing over here. Uh, I like going back there and seeing my old stomping grounds, sort of imagining uh, our kids going there one day on their own without us, outside of family camp. And I was also just very impressed on how nice the place is and how they've how well they've maintained it and uh, made it a place for other kids and, and families to keep coming to. Um, and for me, I was just super impressed with the, I think the entire experience. We, you know, we went there with the hopes of having our children immersed in seeing other LGBT families. And so we were outside and having this campground, this, this camping experience, and then knowing that the, all of the other families were in non-traditional families. And I think this was the first time that Sophia got to see families with two daddies or two mommies. And there were also families with single parents. So there was a single father there and single mothers. And so she was able to see that she isn't the only one with you know, same gendered parents, which is really amazing. Um, and then have it be a really fun environment. Do you think that Sophia was able to like absorb the fact that there are other families like her? Or is that something she's even ready to absorb because right, she's so used to being that's different? That's a great question. So we um, we tried to kind of prepare her going into this, and we would we would tell her, you know, Sophia, you're not the only one with two mommies or two daddies and you're going to see that when we go to camp out and she would say oh no that's not right oh you're joking like she it just didn't really set in and we were there sitting on a bench and adam looks at her and goes sophia do you see any other little boys and girls with two mommies or two daddies and what did she say she said no yeah she said no (laughs) she's like no and so we don't think it you know funny it probably didn't like really set in and she she probably won't uh know exactly what we're talking about for a while and that's fine that's completely age appropriate but but what's important is that we're starting young we are we're showcasing the fact that our family is unique yes but it's not taboo we're not the only ones you know what i think is cool though i i do think that if Sophia was from a heterosexual family. She might see that. Where's the mommy and where's the dad? And I don't get it. Because she's just so used to things that being a little a, different. It's just point. kind of like, I was going to say colorblind, but that's the wrong. It's just, she's just blind to it. It's just, that's just what it is. I think that's a really, really great point. And maybe that's a sign of, you're no, right, good. like her just being like immersed in that on a daily basis and she just doesn't see any difference to it. It just is what it is. Yeah. No, I think it's really it's, unique to me to hear about. I think it's wonderful. This whole new camp. I, and again, for me as a child, I didn't have the camp experience. So the whole time I'm there, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like, wow, Adam got to do all of this <laughs> stuff that I didn't get to do as a kid. And he for, loved it. For four weeks. For four weeks. And it was all four weeks at a time. Or did you do the, I think I, they do an eight week. I did eight program. weeks one year. Wow. So Adam, and then were you, did you, were you a counselor there at one point? I was a counselor a, in training. I was a CIT, so it's sort of. And that's it's, it's sort of a camper, but you also sort of help as a counselor a little bit. So it's sort of a blend of the two. Is, does that stand for counselor in training? CIT? Yeah, CIT yeah. is counselor in training. Okay, that was just an educated guess. I thought yes. so. I wanted to call that out for our listeners. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. That, shockingly. Um, so before you left, I know you guys are both excited about meeting, obviously couples, in the community. But also you're interested in seeing how many people um, had their children via surrogacy or adoption and the different ways these families ca- came together. So I'm, I'm interested in hearing a little bit about the different types of families that were there. 
Right. So that's a great point. Um, I think going into this experience, I just kind of assumed that all of the, or a majority of the families would have been built through surrogacy because I think I'm always, I always have my surrogacy cap on and that's how I'm thinking. But now in retrospect, looking back and then meeting all the families, I can tell you clearly that we were in the minority in terms of having built our families through oh, wow. surrogacy. So, you know, many, um, many gay couples that started out in heterosexual relationships and then had children through previous marriage that were there with their um, children. Then we had um, single, single parents that were there with their children through um, a heterosexual arrangement that they had started with initially in their life. Um, what else did we have? We, we had, there was actually um, a gay couple there, um, women with their children, and they had the biological father with them, which I thought was very special That's really and cool. amazing. Um, just all sorts of. There was a gay couple there from Chicago with their child, with their foster child that they're in the midst of of having um, uh, finalizing custody over and things like that. Wow. So, you know, we were definitely in the minority. Um, How having, cool is that? Though it, it really is. I was. It opened my eyes, and I think when I go there next year, I won't. Now I won't have any pre-notion of how these families were built it won't even be on my mind but it was my first year and so I was really curious and so the question always comes up when you're talking with the other couples was if you don't mind me asking how did you (laughs) procure your children you know because you don't know it's such a weird question um you don't want to offend anybody but um but it's important for us to know as new parents just I don't know you have that curiosity and this was definitely the venue by which to get those questions answered you know so I I have no regrets about those questions Uh, my eyes have been opened and I just think it's again it's amazing it was just eye-opening and it was an amazing experience cool so we have new um, employees as we discussed in our last podcast and they're actually both of them uh, that both new employees happen to be from the um, members of the LGBTQ community and so we were talking about how cool it is that um, this was actually when you guys were away at camp and we were missing you guys and talking about camp. And um, it's really interesting that uh, um, gay couples, lesbian couples um, get to decide how to build their family. And so it is a great question to ask, how did you build your family? You you don't really want to ask a heterosexual couple that because you don't really want the answer necessarily. You assume right. that, and we know better in this industry, but you assume that they had it the natural way. Um, so it's cool that in that kind of, relationship and in the gay community you get to pick your family and and choose how you're going to go about that and and that's and that was a really great question just because you wouldn't necessarily um you're right ask a heterosexual couple right um no so and i think that's part of what makes um camp out unique in that as they grow they will bring together even more diverse families Um, There aren't many things out there that exist like this, and it's a really neat opportunity um, for people that would like to fulfill that same goal that Adam and I had to bring your children into this safe environment where they could experience all of these other diverse families without having pressure or without being judged. Um, And again, you're out there, and they do give you um, an itinerary, so Everything is, is kind of structured. Um, you know, there's an 8.30 wake-up call for breakfast. There's 12.30 lunch um, in the mess hall. And then there's um, dinner at 6.30. And I know it'll change from year to year, so don't quote me on these exact times. Um, but the camp was 
extraordinarily organized. So you had an itinerary filled with um, night activities that started at 7.30 p.m. Um, and we experienced the family relay activities, which were really great. We got to pair up with other families and kind of go through these different obstacle courses. And we were just talking about one of them was I had to put a, uh, and we had to put Oreo cookies on our foreheads and try to get them down into our mouths. And, and that only only after you got it into your mouth did it qualify as a point. So that was like one of the weirder. So you just like stood there and then just and moved your head. Move your head and you try to get the Oreo cookie in your mouth without touching it. All right. <laughs> I have, I have, I like to make fun of my nose. And so I was like, I, there's no way an Oreo would go over my nose. Maybe you could just like <laughs> slide like a slope. I don't, I don't know how I'd figure knows. that out. I have a question for you uh, both. Mm-hmm. So um, did you guys discuss the LGBT community at all? Was that were any activities geared towards that or was it really just an opportunity for these children to finally like blend and, and not even talk about the fact that their parents are um, from that community? Right. That's a really good question. And I would say, no, there weren't any activities geared towards the LGBT community because I think that was the whole point of it, right? right? Like not to make us feel segregated and different, but to showcase to our children that, we can all kind of coexist in the same space and do everything that everyone else can. And so, no, we didn't really, it wasn't cool. called attention to at all, which is what I think was really, really great and special about the entire experience. I had expected them to. And it was great. And so they, you know, they went above and beyond to make sure that it was an experience, not just for the children, but for the adults too. So they had something called Bob's Lodge where... We could drop off our children um, between a certain time frame to be kind of cared for by one of the um, the camp counselors. And then they had a, a PM social that didn't start till 9 p.m. And you could pay an additional fee to have a night nanny come into your cabin after your children were sleeping so that the parents could kind of have dialogue and discuss, you know, how we're raising our families and get to meet one another. And, um you know, and for Adam and I, we don't really know many other LGBT families in our area. So it was a really great experience for us to have that outreach to know that, oh, my goodness, there's another gay couple here in Chicago that was there that we would have never met. Um, so it was great for the children, just having the opportunity to see all these other families and to experience just pure awesomeness and fun. I mean, they had Sophia is going to be five in October, so she's not quite five. And she was able to participate in archery. So the camp counselor, you know, got down on on one knee and helped her shoot the bow and arrow. And there really wasn't anything she couldn't do. Um, They even would have done uh, the tubing with her, obviously going much slower on the back of the boat. But nothing was essentially off limits as long as the, the proper safety precautions were taken. They really wanted all of the children to be able to do everything. Obviously, I don't think she's old enough to do the... Riflery. I think you have to be like what eight to do that one, or the rock climbing wall. You have to be eight. Yeah, she wasn't old enough to do uh, riflery, and I think there was one other activity she wasn't old Ra- enough to do. The wall climbing, the wall. I think that was what it was. So, um, but everything else. I mean, they really went above and beyond. And like I said, the campgrounds were fully staffed with counselors, so that all of the activities were functioning. And properly, which was really neat that they had outside of, because this is done outside of normal season. So, you know, they really have to um, 
enlist the help of the counselors that weren't expecting to go back home right away <laughs> that's you know stuck around obviously they're for the most part they have to have the love of camp and be there and um the counselors were just amazing we were assigned a counselor that ate with us every night actually every meal he was there at our table and Sophia just absolutely loved him it was amazing she had a spectacular time and everything we did was centered around what activities she wanted to do during the day so we didn't miss any of the meals we didn't miss any of the activities we really kept everything going then of course Silas you know he's only a year so he had no choice he was along for the ride <laughs> we took him on everything and he um he got to experience his first time. He looked really time. happy in all the pictures. He's, he, he was smiling in all of them. So he loved it. I remember it, but he had a great time too. This was his, yeah, <laughs> and this was his first time swimming in a lake. So we got him in the lake, and he's got this this really cool life jacket thing on that has this extra pad like behind the shoulder so that his head could lay on it. I've seen those. We get him in the water, and he just like does a couple splashes with his hand, and then he's like. He had this look on his face like, okay, cool, I've got this. This is like being in the bathtub and just loved it. We, we took him out to the trampoline and he sat up there with me. And it was just, it was amazing that they could be there with us and experience everything. And, and then experience just being around all these other families made it more valuable. And I think as, as she gets older, as camp out continues to grow and they have even more families as years, you know, with years to come, I think and she's older and able to process and digest the experience even more, I think the the value will not be overstated at all. And so I'm excited for next year. I'm, I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm ready to go again. So one more question. No, so sure. did they happen to give you, and this is like marketing mind, the numbers from last year of the amount of uh, attendance compared to this year? I just want to see like if it's... They, I imagine it will grow. You know, I think they had like 15 or 20 families the first year. Okay. And I can't, don't quote me on that being the specific numbers, but I know that they said this year was like, what, 30? So Like 34 grew. families? Actually, they grew from 21 families in 2016 to 38 families this year. That's um, awesome. So it's going to just keep getting bigger and They did. Hopefully. And they're doing this really cool thing where they gave out this banner. Um, like kind of a banner you'd see at a sports rally, like the triangles. And every year they're going to give out a button um, with the year, and it'll be in a different color so that in many years it will look like a rainbow flag. That's so Which cool. is really cool, and I'm so mad we didn't go last year to get the get the button. But, um, but we're going to go for as long as they throw this program. I can't imagine that they would stop um, just because it did. It looks like it definitely grew from last year. And, and society calls for it. That's just becoming more and more the norm. Absolutely, so. especially especially in the current political climate that we seem to find ourselves in right now. Unfortunately, I think it's definitely something that's needed. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Adam? Adam is like the wallflower here today. He's just yeah. kind of absorbing the whole podcast experience. Again, this is his first time on one of our podcasts. As you can tell, that they're a, a great couple, and that we have the very extroverted Frank and then the more introverted Adam. So it, it works out really well. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to add regarding camp out and in the experience that maybe we didn't cover yet? I just think camp out is a really great thing. And if you have kids, I mean, even, even family camp, just family camp in general, I think is a great thing to bring your kids to, to show them the different activities, let them interact with other kids, uh, but also have some fun of your own. Um, I think just family camp's great experience overall for anybody. I thought personally it's great. I, I'm not a outdoorsy camp type of person, and yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and I 
I would go back. I mean, I thought it was great, especially if you have children and you're in the LGBT community, and especially if you plan on potentially having your children join a camp. Um, it's a really great way to kind of segue them into that and see the entire time we, w- we would ask Sophia, you know, so do you think that you'd like to come here sometime without daddies? And she'd go, no, <laughs> you yeah, know, just give her because a couple years. she thinks we need to be with her for everything. But, um, but it's really great because if she ever does go there, she already knows the experience and she will hopefully already love it, you know, even more so. And I know that Sophia had so much fun because we would ask her and she would say, yay, I love this. And she just loved being there. Um, so I would definitely say that um, it's an activity that you should look at doing with your family. Um, and it's it's just amazing, not just for you as an adult, but for your children. Um, what I would say is that it's a very well-run organization and camp they know what they're doing their staff the counselors everyone is amazing um you know and i can't imagine um not going now every summer this has to be included into our annual plans and most of the families there were from kind of the midwest region right adam so there were uh minnesota obviously chicago heavy chicago couple Michigan, and there was actually a couple there from Canada. Oh. I drove in from Canada to be part of this experience. So, I think there were a few further out, but it was heavily Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan. There's a number of families from Milwaukee. Right. So, in this camp... You get together as a a group, again, outside of camp, just because you're all relatively close. Right. It's just great to be able to make those connections. Right. A couple of those people, and uh, or I should say families, and I was telling Adam, would be it would be really great to be able to get together with them outside of the camp um, activities, you know, um, just because we don't really... It's, it's kind of ironic that we run a family-making company and we don't have a larger friend circle of um, families, LGBTQ families. Um, going to camp out and having the opportunity to meet the leadership who really organized everything again showed us that you know camp out specifically really embodied our mission in the belief that everyone deserves a family which is really great and it's one of the things that really drew me and adam to really wanting to go and have that experience um, but again it's lake of the woods green and Greenwoods camp in decatur michigan and it's about it's 80 acres it is <laughs> it is goodness. so and just so everyone knows lake of the woods is the girl's side and Greenwoods camp refers to the boys side so it's broken up into two um, but when you go there as part of camp out everyone is basically kind of together um, which is really great um, for all of the families so the website is campoutcamp.com um, do you have any other questions I for don't us? you answered all of them thank you thank you I... um, so everyone out there listening um, again follow our social media um, if you have any questions either regarding this topic or any other surrogacy related topics you can always email us at info at golden and be sure to follow all of our social media it's at golden surrogacy thank you thank you everyone thank you everyone for tuning in to this podcast segment this is frank golden reminding you that everyone deserves a family